0: Log Talk
1: Radio. Now a gang in the same rocking red and go. Yeah, we better to touch down like a rapper a hand with the plan, watching Rumble Sports. Once we untied, we unstoppable. In the pack, like I'm Aaron Rodgers. But I'm coming for your neck, like I'm Ruben Foster. I'm just trying to get it done for the record. But I ain't got no time, like CJ better Go on, run it back, Carlos tied in the backfield. You're gonna get picked up like Eric Reed, had did that feel? I put the wheels on on like win. Make a safety look dumb, what you doing? Gosh on head on for the first time, Aye. Kendrick born with the out route, ayy, then we pulling up downtown, ayy, you ain't faithful, you ain't been around, ayy, ay, stay, 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 so hey, stay faithful, trust the process, stay with your team, homie, that's progress, ayy, stay faithful, trust the process, stay with your team. Homie, that's progress. I stay faithful, trust the process. Stay with your team. Homie, that's progress. I stay faithful, trust the process. Stay with your team. Homie, that's progress. Not the gang in this game, rock and red and gold. Yeah, we bout to touch down like a rapper low. Shanahan with the 10. Watching Rumble Sports. Once me on top, we unstoppable. Get that pack like I'm Aaron Rodgers. But I'm coming for your neck like I'm Ruben Foster. I'm just trying to get it done for the record. But I ain't got no time like C.J. Besser. Go on, run it back. Carlos hide in the backfield. you go get picked up like Eric Reed. How did that feel? I put the wheels on them like booing. Make a safety look dumb. What you doing? Got some head on for the first down. I can. With the out route, ay. Hey, then we pulling up downtown, ay. Hey. You ain't faithful, you ain't been around, ay. Hey. I stay faithful, just in process, stay with I your play team, play homie, that's so progress. I hey, stay faithful, just the process, stay with your team, hey, homie, that's progress. Yeah, I come stay come faithful, just in process, stay with I your team, homie, that's progress. So I stay faithful, just in process, stay with your team, homie, that's progress.
2: What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Nana Faithful. How's everybody doing? Hope everyone had a blessed day. And today, we got to start off the show with some very, very unfortunate news. Um, as I'm pretty sure everybody knows, uh, Room Foster is no longer a part of the San Francisco 49ers organization. Uh, he was cut. Well, the decision was made to cut him yesterday. Uh I believe the tra- official transaction he was put on waivers officially at one PM today. So if any team wants to they can claim him off waivers. They would owe him his salary. And I believe that if he is not picked up off of waivers, which I don't believe he would, then he's free to negotiate with whatever team um well, wants to, to take him, but I don't think any team's gonna touch him for a while. Um this is very unfortunate. Um it's very sad I loved Ruben Foster I thought he was going to be a superstar Y'all that's just it. it, it that's all kind of maybe emotional a little bit right now Just because You know it's the first time I, But I'm coming at your neck like a Ruben Foster I was like aww I set up my um, intro When I create my show So for example Um i created today's intro that picked a song for next week's intro today and so i had no idea that this i just put it on because i had them on last week so i figured it'd be a cool song to to play um so but before we get we're also going to break down niners bucks uh waiting for adam to call in right now um so as soon as he calls we'll go ahead and get him on but um we're gonna go ahead and break down Niners Bucks. Um, kind of get into some where we we go from here as a franchise, and 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 uh, you know, not too much time will be spent on Niners Bucks, but more like where we're going for going forward as a franchise. Um, and of course, take your calls and texts if we got any. Um, but before we get started today, I'd like to remind everybody to go ahead and go to Patreon.com forward slash nine faithful radio we have some awesome rewards set up for for different amount of money that you donate to the show so for like a dollar I will send you every blog show to your email phone uh, Facebook Twitter Instagram wherever you want it I will personally send it to you every week the show link every week and any goodies you get that we have with the show you get of course First time experience the more that you The more higher rewards here, the better
0: the rewards, obviously.
2: So, that side again is patreon.com forward slash Niner Faithful Radio. And as always, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at gmail at Niner Faithful Radio at gmail.com for further details. So, I think that's it. As far as announcements this week So um, Also I want to go ahead And do it this date in our history Normally we don't do losses But uh, This week I saw this and, and thought that this was kind of a, a Too big of a deal not to go over So uh, On this date November twenty sixth, two thousand seventeen, the Niners lost to the Seattle Seacocks twenty-four to thirteen at Levi Stadium to bring their record to one in ten. But as we all know, at or I should say not at, but with
1: of course it wants to close.
2: Uh
1: full play by play. Here we go. With one,
2: eleven, 11 left in the fourth quarter, C.J. Uh, Bethard dropped back to pass, and uh, he did not play for the rest of the season, because at 11:07, Jimmy G. Cool took his first snap as 49ers quarterback, and uh, we all thought that he would never not take a snap again the rest of his career, but um, yeah, week three changed that, but... I thought that that was kind of a cool thing to get into on the state Niner history. Um, Jimmy G. Cool played his first game, and as we know, went two for two, made a running play, and uh, the set, his last pl- pass was a, was a touchdown to Lewis Murphy that that made the cl- get, you know score seem closer than it really was. But as we all know, that wasn't necessarily the important part of that. Um, game. It was what happened the next five games after that, and you know where we go forward from here. But I thought that was. Oh, we got Adam, so let me go ahead and bring him on right now.
1: What's up, what's happening? Up, what's
2: how, how, you how you doing today?
0: Not too bad. Do- Thanks for having me on. How are you uh, doing?
2: No, no, of course, no problem, bro. Uh, always good to have you on. So uh, just to let you know and the listeners know, I actually didn't get a chance to uh, say this right now. Um, we're kind of doing this the old school, how uh, I started of Faithful Radio doing um, it outside the library, and that's kind of where I'm doing it today. I didn't purposely do this. There were some issues at the library that I didn't foresee happening. So if you hear cars or, or sounds or anything like that, you're not going crazy anybody. It anybody. I'm outside, so... We're going to try to make this work the best that we can.
0: <laughs> but, um. You might see a 49 fan walking by. You might have him on the air for a few seconds.
2: Hey, there you go. You know, you never know. Uh, it's kind of funny that uh yesterday, this whole show is actually kind of just, I kind of just came up with this idea one day and, you know, placed a comment in the Kyle Shanahan press conference. And the next thing you know, I'm having my own radio show. You know, so. I'm a firm believer of you never know what happens i mean, just the other day I met two people who were actually um working on getting this guy on the show um I just happened to be downtown um I was supposed to meet up with a friend, but we ended up meeting up later. I ended up up into my boy who works at a pizza place uh down here in downtown San Jose and um got to chill met some- met some cool Niner fans passed out some business cards, you know so By the way, Fetty and everybody, if y'all listening, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate y'all. You know, go Niners. It was nice meeting y'all yesterday. But, yeah, so it was kind of cool that, you know, you never know what kind of thing happens. So you're right. I I swore one time, nobody ever believes me, but I swore one time that um, I saw Navarro Bowman get off on a bus right here. Like, basically, actually, at the bus stop that I'm staring at right now. And I happened just to go my friend I happened to go to my friend and be like, bruh, a pen, 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 pen. And by the time, like, we got a pen and I walked over, he was gone. But I could have swore it was Navarro Bowman. Everybody's like, bruh, you're tripping. I was like, no, I could have. It was, I really thought it was Navarro Bowman. So you never know who walks by. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if some players, well, okay, maybe not live around here, right here. But, you know, the players do live in the city and they shop and they do things. So, you know, I've met plenty of people that bumped into Niners. Uh, Jeff Garcia used to come in to Jeff Garcia and Jerry Rice used to come in all the time to my uh, stepdad's work when he worked out of 7-Eleven in Gilroy. He used
1: right. to,
2: You know, Jeff Garcia used to come in all Because Jeff Garcia is from Gilroy. His mom still works at Kaiser, you know, all that. So, you know, he used to see Jeff Garcia all the time at his work. So, you know, people, you know, dinners do live in the area. So, you know, you never know. But, uh, yeah. I didn't go on air and I didn't post nothing on not a faithful radio until the team officially posted something, which is, I like to, not, I don't like to, I know that it's social media and that kind of what this is, the talk show is kind of about rumors, but I kind of don't like to post too many rumors. I kind of like to wait until the team says something. I've, I've gotten sure. into trouble with that. I thought Jimmy Z. Cool signed a contract and it ended up, it's funny because it ended up on what the, the report, wasn't you know it ended up not happening for like you know three more weeks and I kind of learned my lesson to you know wait till the team comes up with something now, now if it's a rumor of course you know something from like you know Cam Eamon or something like sure but you know uh, I kind of plus it was a lot of F words just because I'm assuming you feel the same way I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you you know say your piece about it but I'm assuming you feel the same way I did is, is the team essentially had no choice.
0: For sure I mean it just I mean, of course, like yeah. I mean, push comes to shove, that was pretty much the bottom line. Of course, it was, it was pretty disappointing. Obviously, I guess he made it a little easier to swallow, knowing obviously he's been mostly hurt kind of throughout the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, next year was going to be his year three. So I know you know somebody somebody out there might say this might sound ludicrous, but at least you can kind of think about like, all right, maybe now like we don't have to kind of worry about like is it going to be a gamble to extend him and how much money we're going to pay him. Um, in my own personal exactly. opinion, the weak side linebacker spot is not that hard to fill. I understand where Rudin is healthy, obviously. He could be a playmaker, but,
1: uh, yeah, you yeah. know,
0: at the end of the day, it is what it is. I mean, uh, the scheme kind of, you know, everyone has to kind of play together. And there's a few options out there. Seattle's K.J. Wright, who's been kind of hurt himself. I'd rather pass on that because he's going to be 30 next year. But I uh, put out a tweet yeah. earlier. C.J. Mosley of Baltimore and uh, Avery Williamson of the Jets. Um, Avery Williamson is not a really a household name, obviously. I'm sure everybody has heard of mostly, but uh, Williamson is ninth yeah. in the NFL and tackles with like 89, and they're both 26 years old. So you can slide Warner back to the weak side spot, they play middle linebacker. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, but, oh yeah, I think that,
2: um, that was kind of it was funny because as I walked up to my boy, I kind of jogged across the street yesterday to, to say what's up to him. Uh, I had to give him shit, of course, because he's a Raider fan, and and you know he was we he was just they were gonna demolish us and embarrass us, and you know so naturally I had to I you know this is the first time I have seen him since the Battle of the Bay, so you know I had to give him my two cents, but it was funny because you know naturally he kind of asked me you know dumbass Ruben Foster right, and you know we were all giving our two cents, and uh, Fetty, I, I happen to say just what you said right now is look you know I'm devastated. I'm not going to lie. I was literally jumping up and down when I was with a super duper secret producer. And I was literally jumping up and down saying we drafted the next Patrick Willis. I I, like, really, that's, that's how, that's how I felt when we drafted him. And I thought John Lynch, he was a genius and and it was the, you know, trading the second pick, you know, for what we got from, you, you know, we all know what happened on draft night, 2017.
0: You know, Can't and, and so right I'm second?
2: devastated. But uh, you know, so just just real quick. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, just, I'm I, I'm I'm devastated, obviously. But um, you know, like you just said, I feel that it made it a lot easier knowing that he only had 29 tackles and essentially was was hurt. And my concern before this arrest and all that came up was what made me this kind of little. Questionable and a little, what's going on here? Was the the feeling that you know I got from you know just people I listened to on KBR and other things was 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 that Ruben was going to come back after the bye week? You essentially he didn't play against the Traders, he didn't play against New York, and, and the whole idea was this this extra time that that we've been you know getting off would be, would benefit him, and that was my kind of concern. Is okay, what's going on? You know they always say your best ability is availability. So even before, so yeah, you know, at the end of, it, let's all be realistic. Is, you know, I I think that the Niners would rather have Ruben Foster on the team than not, during you know, given the the right circumstances and everything like that. You know, nobody doesn't want Ruben Foster on the team. Well, shouldn't say nobody, but, you know, talent wise, you know, everybody clearly saw the talent, believed in the talent, all that, but it, it's. To me, I think with the way that that, that Shanahan and Lynch are approaching this is, is I think everybody essentially we probably would both agree that, you know, they're guaranteed year three. I don't see Shanahan or Lynch, maybe anybody else, you know, Halfley, whoever, you know, come all at me. But Lynch and Shanahan are getting fired. So they're looking – they can send messages. They can do things. And so with Shanahan – clearly giving the team the message and the buy, like, look, I want your actions to reflect you wanting to be a part of this team and you have a player who's had obviously, you know, had trouble, you know, off the field issues in the off season, getting arrested again with the same chick that that caused the same situation. I'm not going to say what happened. I wasn't in that room. I don't know what happened, but all I know is that, Even off of the simple fact, even if you didn't do nothing, just why would you put yourself in that position? And then, and I think that, not trying to judge Uh, anybody, I do believe uh, firmly in innocent until proven guilty. You know, and that's the evidence is just overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? Like if you know pictures are floating around and half her jaw is, you know, chilling on the other side of her face. Okay, you know we got some issues here, or like a Ray Rice situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, bro, like, that's clearly, you know. So, I, but what, what, what I think that that the reason that John Lynch had to make this decision is you can't preach and you can't, hey, we want people to show they want to be on this football team and have something ha- happen like this and, and not take action. You know, sure. you, you have to set the tone and say, look, this is not acceptable and regardless of you know beyond uh, you know we all agree it's not okay to put your hands on a significant other men or woman you feel me beyond that yeah just we can't allow you let's not ignore the fact of the the the, the issue at the club with Ray, Ray um with Ray Ray Armstrong you know the situation at the club let's not forget the situation at the Columbine let's not you know let's 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 not forget the weed arrest which is not a big deal out here cuz it's legal but you know, and, and, and let's look at the overall picture and, and say, you know what?
0: Well, the weed charging is I in think Sorry to, sorry to correct you. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: The weed charging is in Alabama. So, so it's not legal in Alabama, but I'm not tripping because right. Ruba Re- Foster, you know, got caught with smoking some weed. You know, you're stupid if you don't think NFL you know, players huh. smoke weed, you, you know, I'm not worried about that. Uh, but, you know, gun charges, you know, things, just certain things it, it's, we needed to dip the bud before this became an Alden Smith situation.
1: You yep. know,
0: I mean, I pray for it's Ruben. Sure it's like, on and off the field is, you know, like pretty significant. I was, Not adding like, up. Yeah. My apologies for earlier for almost cutting you off, but all I wanted to yeah. say is, we took a big gamble on, on Ruben, like, at the draft. Yeah. Like, obviously trading mm-hmm. up on but trust me, there was a lot of rumors in Alabama, and obviously he was no choir boy off the field then either. And once again with the shoulder, so it was like the new, regi- the new regime's gamble. Like that and obviously Joe Williams, but that was the fourth-round pick. We got lucky with Brita. Yeah. That's obviously more than they're working out. But we did the gamble, and obviously I think that's the last gamble they'll take.
1: I mean,
2: you got to go case by case, obviously. And I think that if you – I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Sean Lynch. Uh, they put it on com or the YouTube channel or whatever. I don't know if you had a, a chance to listen. He addressed – and answered questions for about a little less than seven minutes with reporters yesterday. And I like what he said. He said, look, um, I don't regret the decision. You know, I think it made sense as a gamble and you know, for pick 31, essentially what Whaley ended up essentially being a second round pick, you know, um, taking him at the time, you know, you, you, you can, we can never make decisions hindsight like 2020. So I can't be jumping up and down and saying, we drafted the next Patrick Willis on draft day, and then all of a sudden when things don't work out, say John Lynch is the biggest idiot in the world. You know what I'm saying? But I like right. the fact that he stepped back and he said, look, but we will w- learn from the situation. You know, what can we do as an organization better? And that's all you could really ask is is it's human beings judging human beings. You know, and and it's like I told people that I was talking to yesterday, I said, Look, this is what I was thinking about and I said, Look, if you think that, that we're gonna be the choir boys of the NFL and everything like that, look, Charles Haley was a psychopath. You feel me? Yeah. He did things that yeah. in today's NFL it would be insane. And these and these are stories that get, got out. Could you imagine? The, you right. know what we don't know. We all know about pissing right. on, um, you know, uh, George Seifert's desk. Um, you know, putting a helmet. Th- you know, throwing a helmet at Jerry Jones and putting it through the wall and. You know, all the crazy things that, you know, him happened to be restrained after we lost to the Raiders one time, and he couldn't handle losing to Ronnie Lott, and that's essentially what led him to being traded. Ronnie Lott physically had to come in the locker room and restrain him and, and you know, calm him down, you know,
1: yeah. because
2: you don't mess with Ronnie. Yeah, but well, because, I mean, even – I mean, Charles Haley is clearly bitter than Ronnie Lott, but you just – you don't mess with Ronnie. You
1: know, yeah.
2: Ronnie, yeah, I mean, you don't mess with Ronnie Lott. So, you know – but the bottom but guess
0: line is all, all the craziness. You know, social media and all, well,
2: well, all the craziness that happened is, is my whole thing about is, is If you're saying we need to not draft players that have a little rough, a little, you know, oh wow, I'm an NFL linebacker that has an anger issue, you know, name me one that doesn't. Guess what? Charles
0: Haley was a psychopath, but he also has five Super Bowl rings. You know? Roddy think Lott was, saw him as a perennial pro bowler That they yes, said, you know what, yes. once again We'll take a chance on it We got the extra picks from Solomon Thomas That, in my opinion, could have possibly led to Even make the move to take Foster So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't blame him Once again, it was just a new regime But once again, live and learn I mean, I'm glad John Lynch of took course. it like a man And sat in front of reporters
1: mm-hmm. And uh,
0: the sad part is, I think this was a way for I'm not even going to call him for stateful I don't even know what I'm going to call him at this moment but, uh, I don't know, half-ass out of fans, and I'm sorry to sound so strong about it, but I feel like this, yeah. like, yesterday's loss in the Fox situation was, like, a way of, like, all right, now let's really shit on the new regime and all this kind of, like, wackiness. when well, we know the circumstances we've dealt with, and it's like, I don't know. I don't even know what to tell those kind of fans. And, uh, to be honest, everyone's just looking for a reaction right now, I feel like. And it's like, why are you acting well, like well, losing to the Bucks like, determined our season or something? Like, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: Well, this is my whole
2: thing about it is is that – I, I think as an empire, we're divided. You got those of us who are like, hey, we lost Jimmy G. Cool. See you in 2019. You know? I like you, And you had those of us who said, oh, hey, yeah. let's see what the rest of the season has and, and you know, whatever. But I think that there, there's reasons to criticize. There, 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 there's reasons to criticize John Lynch. Yes, essentially, the 2017 draft standing right here November 26 2018 doesn't look like it produced much beyond you know uh the jury still being out on killer with a spoon and you know um George Killer obviously you know
1: our our, our
2: our and if you get the undrafted and Adrian Colbert you know i i think Adrian Colbert might not, not really be to give up on him yet I'm not either. I don't. I'm not saying that Adrian Colberts our answer at free safety. I'm not saying Adrian Colberts gonna be our starting free safety for a Super Bowl team. But I, I don't mind right now having Adrian Colbert on the team. You know, I think that 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 you know he's you you can't solve every problem in the off season. So I think what we also need to understand as a fan base, and I think this is really clear, is that look. What people told us last year was probably true. Jimmy G. Cool came through and masked some shit. I mean, let's be honest. I, I hate to cuss sure. and, and sound like that, but guess what? You know, he came in and he masked some shit. Maybe gave us a little bit of energy. Maybe we played some tired teams. Maybe some teams overlooked us. You know, maybe we weren't really what we what we thought we were. The old, you know, Denny Green. You know, the Niners are who we thought they were. You know, maybe that's what we're at right now. But I don't know. When, is a reason... is a reason to criticize John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, you know, um, the scout, you know, whoever on this organization. Yes. But to say, I, I think sometimes what happens, and it's hard for us as fans to do is to separate regimes. And you're kind of talking to some people, I think some of this fan base, especially ones of us who have been fans like myself for a very long time. You know, you're talking a long-suffering fan base, and so you know yep. we don't want to wait four years to start winning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't want to wait, you know, four years. But unfortunately, guess what? That that it just looks like what it's going to take. And so this has kind of been my attitude, and and I'll go ahead and get yours. Is look, let let's see where we are in exactly a year. You know, let let's see where we are about this time next year if we're three and. You know, whatever, or you know, to or or it's clear that this team isn't progressing. Okay, fine. You know, which, the firebirds and 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 you know, which which yeah, clearly, I mean, uh, to wrap this up, and we'll, then we'll we'll get on to some positives because I don't want to see, I want to have it seem all doom and gloom. I do believe there are some things that that you can point to from yesterday's game. Um, it's. And how do I mean next year before we start the fire Shanahan, fire Lynch, you know, and, and, and if we're sitting here clearly scratching our heads saying, wow, we just, we still don't got it. Okay, maybe maybe there might be some things to, to. but I think that, you know, to get on a positive and I'll go ahead and, and get your positive is I think what, what can't be looked is our run defense is clearly gotten better. This isn't Chip Kelly, you know, Jim O'Neill's run defense you know, where where you're picking people that were UPS drivers that were running for 100 yards against us, you know. Uh, yeah. Dude was driving the valet bus, and next thing you know, he's running 100 yards, you know, $1. 50 for us against us, you know. Um, yeah. That – can we give props to the O-line, please? I felt the O-line got a lot of shit Huge. at the beginning of the year. I mean, our run game has been –
0: obviously, when Brito's healthy.
2: Yeah, and I so I think that the reason I say and if I'm a betting man and you have to tell me who do I if you know hey we could only keep one if some some one of us comes back from the future and says hey look I'm I'm not gonna tell you who but only one of of the regime is worth keeping I would say just Shanahan off of um, the fact of the track record you know to Uh-oh. as a coach he has a a
0: something. By the way, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So let's be clear. John Lynch is not running the whole show by himself. Like, he hasn't been... No, no no yeah yeah, of yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 exactly. So even like bulky or whatnot. So I think that's where some fans obviously yeah. have it twisted. You're definitely right about some people have been so desperate to win after the Hardball era. They will literally find any effing reason to obviously just go ahead and shit on the regime. Once again, yeah. though, I'm sorry to say, Jet was going to be a huge part of the offense, and obviously Jimmy Garoppolo going down, and remember all the offensive line injuries just... at the beginning of the season. If those yeah. two guys were healthy, we easily could have been in the playoff position right yes. now. Not guaranteeing it. Yes. So, obviously, all this noise wouldn't even occur. But what team hits on every single draft and doesn't obviously exactly make some personnel exactly. that don't work out? Like, every single team does it. But once again, you're right. We're definitely going exactly. win. But don't be irrational about things. Not you personally. Those, exactly. In my opinion, half ass fans acting like, oh, I'm sorry that I'm realistic. No, dude, you're not realistic at all. Obviously, you're not understanding circumstances, and you want to be ignorant and stubborn about the situation. Well, also the fact is that
2: I think it's it, – it, look, I'm just as frustrated. I, I totally agree with you, by the way, Adam. But, look, I'm just as frustrated. I mean, I've been to every home game except two. I've been to a lot of home games at Levi Stadium. Okay, nobody's more frustrated than watching this team lose, especially somebody who, when I was younger, I remember walking around and, and, you know, when it was the shit to be a Niner fan. You know what I'm saying? I remember walking around where, where everybody was a Niner fan. You feel me? I I remember those days when I was a kid. So nobody's more frustrated and heartbroken to see this team in in this position. I literally cry sometimes after games. I literally, you know, stand and and, and think, you you know, it it ruins my day. Like, so nobody's more frustrated about this. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's no amount of losses that can make me not love my team. So at the end of the day, I'm all about fixing shit. You know, fuck bitching. There's nothing we can do. We fucking lost. And, and look, right. I'm pissed, obviously, clearly, you know, I'm pretty sure it could come through in my voice, but you know what? At the end of the day, you know what? I'm not going to give a damn that we were three and, or, you know, two and 11, you know, going into week 13 in 2017 when we're winning, nobody's going to give a damn, you know, nobody gave a damn that we were seven and nine the year before Harbaugh came, nobody gave a damn, you know, once Harbaugh went right. winning. So, so I totally think that the reason I picked Shanahan is is This is the way I've always understood it, is that Lynch has control of the 90, Shanahan can, has control of the 53, but I think with Joe Williams getting on the board after, you know, Lynch had took him off the board, and C.J. Beathard and certain things that you see, I think when push comes to shove and fists are being, you know, thrown on tables and it comes down to make a sh- decision, I think Shanahan's the one that makes it when it's offensive.
0: He, he you know, offensive shot, but I truly believe they're yeah, yeah, yeah. at the hip, you know? They got offensive. Well, 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 of, the course, line, of course, of course,
2: and know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if, if – if, I think Joe Williams and C.J. Bethard showed that if Shanahan says, I need this, he gets it. You know, which is right. that, that that's there's nothing wrong with that because I think right. the reason there's nothing wrong with that is if you step back and look at the bigger picture and kind of to get into what you said a little bit is that, look, if you have Jimmy G. cool, people aren't putting nine in the box. Okay, we can establish that. Our offensive line has proven, I think there's reason to believe, as the as the season's unfolded, to believe that we can run the football next year, which is going to help out any quarterback. You know, a quarterback's best friend is a running game. So you see that that I think our offensive line is set. I don't feel that that we need to upgrade – significant you know like this year we we need there was upgrades that needed to be done this year I don't feel that way next year if if Lincoln Thomason Joe Staley Mike McGlinchey Mike person and uh Weston Richburg are starting offensive line week one next week next year I I don't mind that and then you could see why and you can see You can see how. I think what we have established is Matt Breida split the carries back. He's not a featured back. There's nothing wrong with that. The NFL is going away from the featured back. It's Mm -hmm. not Frank Gore who's going to get every carry. You know, those days are done. Yep. So you see if we had McKinnon and Breida, now now you essentially have backs that are, are very similar. Wow. You know, Breida had a hundred yards yesterday on 17. Well, I believe it was 17 carries, 15, somewhere well, around great. that. Even Moser coming
0: on and he got hit.
2: Exactly. And that even proves that the off, not to say that Raheem Moser doesn't have speed or doesn't have talent, but you know, you, you see that. I think that uh, look at Jeff Wilson yesterday.
1: I think well, that the, the success that
2: the running, the, what the running backs are having, I think is is going to what the Shanahan is known for. The Shanahan run scheme is known for plugging a running back. Get yourself a great offensive line, plug in a running back, and it's going to work. So I think that that's something that you really need. That that can't be underestimated going into next year. If McKenna comes back, which I think everybody's kind of just assuming there's no big deal uh, that he's coming back from ACL, I think it's a huge deal. I think think to walk in just thinking it's no big deal and everything's going to be hunky-dory is foolish. You know, there he could lose some speed. Yeah. There could be some issues. If you tell me that only one of them's coming back, I feel that just off of sheer position, and you know the fact that Jimmy G Cool's game isn't s- built on speed, I think that you know it's more realistic that Jimmy G is going to come back and a greater chance than McKinnon just because what's McKinnon's ability? You know, game based off oh, speed, yeah. I mean, cutting Jim's ability.
0: We're not worried about freaking Exactly. You We're know, like he can come track back track.
2: from ACL. You of know. Course. So so so, no, but I, I, I feel that you know. Jet. I now 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 I'm I'm saying it. I believe he's going to come back and that's great. So now you can imagine. Oh wow, we have Jet and Brita in the backfield and Jimmy G. Cool. You know Dante Pettis has a, a year in the weight room, which by the way, big shout out. Four catches and seven targets, not and a touchdown, not bad, right? Amazing what you could yeah. do when you're healthy. You know, for the first yeah. time since week one. You know, yeah. and, and so maybe, you know. You're maybe there's reasons to to kind of look and say, okay, can we at least see till next year? Now, if Dante Pettis ends up being a bust, um, Jet doesn't come back from his knee, you know, and and these things, okay, fine. But I think there's reasons to believe that, look, we got an offensive line. You can run the football, you can do some things in, in, in the NFL. You know, I think that don't underestimate having Jimmy G cool. Back You know And With having an a established running game
0: offensive line.
2: With an established offensive line You know and, and what we hope Is a better skill position You know Skill positions There's another
0: guy Kevin Coleman There's going Since to be some So much peanuts Kevin Coleman would be a sweet addition to Who already knows The has system Exactly I'm Exactly And so the, money.
2: the way I look at it is I look at it is There's going to be some struggles I don't. I'm not foolish to think that there there's going to be some issues with Jimmy G. Cool missing this year, as far as you know, time in the offense, physically playing, you know, things like that. So why that that adjustments being made, and you know he's and getting better and you know physically playing some football. He hasn't played much NFL football. Having a great running back or having a you know a great running game. Uh, having a a solid tight end, uh, uh, probably a probable, you know, tight end this year, you know, I think there'd be no reason to think that Kittles, maybe he's not going to have such a great year. You know, uh, there's a reason that Kittles, you know, on pace to set some Niner records that, you know, not get broken often. There's, you know, you can't expect that Kittle is going to break franchise records every year, but there's reasons to believe that he's going to have a good year next year,
0: you know, and he could be a probable tight end.
2: He's just not – let's hope that Matt, George Kittle – I love him. I love Kittle Corn, but let's just not hope that he's not – that majority of targets – I went ahead and looked this up. Uh, he had 12 targets yesterday, most uh, targeted, you know, player by far. Let's kind of hope that maybe that, that those passes are going to, you know, those are going to be spread out to Jet and a, and a, a true big-bodied receiver. And, and, you know, so George Kittle's simply not going to get the amount of targets that he's gotten this year. Just by us having better players around him, but George Kittle exactly. is going to be a, a part of our success next year. So those things are right. reasons to look forward. Is you know a running game and a tight end are young quarterbacks' best friend, and Jimmy G. Cool is a young quarterback as far as experience is concerned. So there's reasons to think that um, our t- schedule is tougher next year. Obviously, we, we don't know as far as travel and things like that. You know when we travel. You know the schedule hasn't came out. So I I do feel that we miss an opportunity to take advantage of some things that don't always happen. Like for example, we don't leave the West Coast the rest of the year, you know. And I think that was going to lead be a big factor in us making a playoff run. You know, that's simply just not going to happen next year because we're not going to play. We're simply not just going to play the AFC West next year. You know what I'm saying? I believe it's the AFC North and the NFC South. So we actually go back to Tampa next year and New Orleans. And so, so there'll, there'll be more travel. So, you know, I don't don't expect to hit the gate running, but I think as the team matures and, and gets experience with each other and, and players, obviously rookies and young players that we're going to bring in, you know, over the course of the next year are going to develop, you know, and get more experience. I, I think there's reasons to to remain positive. Now, at this point next year, we're having these same conversations and we're looking at the same record, you know, then we might need to have some, you know, conversations about some things changing. But also, oh, you yeah, know, can yeah, we yeah, say yeah, maybe, maybe getting Bosa? Maybe uh, um, I believe it was Cam Eamon that came out with an article this week. I didn't get to read it because they limit, you know, how many articles you can read from the Mercury News and whatnot online for free. So, um, but the, he said, what if the 49ers defense isn't bad? It's just incomplete. And the general principle I got from the little bit of the article, as I read, is that when did the Niners defense become what it became? And, and the dominant defense that we knew. It's when all Smith got here. Right, essentially, yep. that's when really a, our defense changed, and Ahmad mm-hmm. Brooks emerged, and now all of a sudden Justin Smith was able to do things, and Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowman were, and obviously the addition of Bo, which which actually he didn't even start his rookie year, it was Teakio Spikes, but yep. you know, so 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 yeah, some some things happened, you know, but really what changed our defense was the Alden Smith. And so, okay. you know, maybe Bosa. I'm not saying he's going to be on. You know, we don't know. We might not even take him. We might not even. End, you know, we'll, we'll get in those conversations. Those those things will unfold as the weeks, you know, progress. The last, you know, couple of weeks of the of the season. But mm. you know, I don't want to go in this year blind and you know, playoffs and all that. But but you know think that there's some reason, you know, hey, maybe... I might say Bosa's going to hit the gate running, but, you know, maybe by week 11, he starts to show some things.
0: And, you know, maybe all of a defense plays better. better. And he's, he's supposed to be a better passer. I, I don't brother, think so either. We don't need him to be Alden, honestly. We don't need him to kind of no, no, be no, Alden. No. Like, we just need an impact edge rusher, really. Yeah, the, the, I mean, we do what, need him to be Alden. I want more, from Nick what Bosa...
2: Saying. What I want from Nick Bosa... Yes, you know ten sacks and everything, because you know you're going to be a top five pick, you know that it comes down to you know production, but what I want really from Nick Bosa, and to me what will make him a real true you know franchise changing all-stream player is all of a sudden now the Fort Buckner is better. now all of a sudden, maybe Cassius Marsh, if, if we keep him don't you know whatever maybe Cassius Marsh is better, maybe Ronald Blair is better. Maybe um, you, you now all of a sudden the killer weather springs better, and that's what I want for. And that's when I really think his impact will be. Yeah, and when he I say he doesn't, really and, and and when I'm saying he won't start off hot at the gate, that that's kind of what I mean. Is is, is is if he doesn't have seven sacks going into week four, for example, I'm okay. That's fine. But if I see that you know people are noticing, like, hey, look, but his presence alone has allowed these other players to shine, I'm okay with that. That's fine. You know, I believe production will come, you know, and and you know, all of a sudden he makes Solomon Thomas, maybe Solomon Thomas looks better. Uh we he, he ended up playing fifty three percent uh fifty three snaps, which was seventy five percent of have you seen anything about splits between um end and inside, whether as far as edge or or inside as far as his splits. I know he played
0: some on the edge no, I haven't yesterday. I not that, but uh just kind of depends on how much we play nickel. Um, I didn't yeah, yeah, have yeah, yeah. the percentage on that either, but uh, obviously it was good to see. Obviously it seems like they, they said yeah. that in yesterday, those snaps, like, all right, let's use these last yeah. of these games to kind of get the ball rolling. Once again, get them experience, get them more snaps, everything that comes along with that, seeing different guys, playing different guys and all that. But to kind of reverse a little bit on the the comment, that's why it's yeah. so important for us to land the best edge rusher, edge rusher possible in free agency. Mm-hmm. So essentially yeah. Nick Bosa doesn't have like, all right, it's going to be Nick Bosa, for example, let's just say we keep him as Marsh. Like, no. Like yeah. Marshall Watson, if they're both brought back, need to be the number three and four. We need Bosa to have a bookend partner, once again, and an experienced veteran yeah. from free agency, and then watch things take off.
2: It's, you, it's, you know, kind of like I, I totally agree with you, and to put a better – I shouldn't say a better analogy. Let's just say a, I think it's no secret that Mike McGlinchey w- was a fine pick, and and there, but having Joe Staley around, I think that that's no that's no coincidence that you know having Joe Staley, you know, be around Mike McGlinchey and kind of show him how things are done and every you, you know, but having sure. a veteran presence... Sure, isn't going to – look, if Mike, Mike McGlinchey wasn't talented and was going to be a bust, he was going to be a bust whether Joe Staley was around or not. If he was going to be a, a great tackle, he's going to be a great tackle no matter where Joe Staley was around or not. But uh-huh. it's not going to hurt. And so, yeah,
1: I, I mean, and even – even
2: I, I don't need the best – I mean, yeah, obviously getting the best pass from in free agency would be best, but even if – I'm not saying it has to be this player, but just using as a familiar name and example is Elvis Dumerville. You know, mm. bringing in the Elvis Dumerville type of player that, that's going to give you some production, you know. I mean, I think that Elvis Dumerville on a different Niner team where he wasn't depended on to be the guy. Right. I think, you know, maybe – so, so, but, but you kind of see where I'm, uh, I'm going with that. Is, is that type of role where, you know, it's all about pro- kind of like almost like a Richard Sherman is to the, the secondary. Well, look, you're going to expect right. it to be productive. Like you're out on the field, you're expected to be productive, right. but yep. you're not expected to be the guy. You know, you're, you're brought in. Sure. Uh, you know, let, let's essentially say that Richard, uh, Richard Sherman was brought in to say, hey, a killer Witherspoon, various Moore. Um, DJ Reed, you know K1 War- uh, K1 Williams, you know all 49ers, you know DBs. This is Richard Sherman. Meet him, greet him, be attached to his hip, listen to everything he says. That's why Richard Sherman was brought in. And oh yeah, by the way, if we get anything from you on the field, that's all a bonus. And you know, which he had a rough game yesterday. I'm not gonna say it's the worst game ever, but he, you know, I think he was he, he was exposed. Now I'm not gonna say, oh my God, Richard Sherman is you know no. I think he's had a fine season. I wouldn't, there'd be no reason I wouldn't bring him back. You yeah. know? Uh, so I, I don't need the Niners to go get the greatest pass rush in free agency. It'd be nice, but I, uh, you know, I'm not, it'd be nice. And I'm not saying that they're not going to do that, but if they don't, I wouldn't panic. I would, I would, I would look at, the, especially if we have the first overall pick. If we don't get the best edge rusher, you know, this is this is basically the guy we're counting on. You know, I wouldn't panic. I would, especially if we have the first overall pick, because I think that's pretty much didn't tell you we're going to go with Bosa. And so, well, Bosa's going to be you looked at as guy. In the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think that, that I want us to take multiple edges. I want us to... Because I think what everybody doesn't realize is why edges are so precious is, yeah, you know, pass rush and all that. But also because a lot of edge rushers are, th- are darts at a dartboard. You just don't know. You know, and so to 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 put your all your eggs in one basket would be foolish. You know, so to say that, hey, we don't need to attack edge rusher because we got Nick Bosa, you know, Nick said no. That 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 that'd be foolish. Uh, if if the best player on the board, I I especially feel that a lot of questions will answer. I don't think we're in full best player available mode. You know, I I don't think no. that
1: we're that bad.
0: Where it's just hey, whoever's the best player, let's take them. But
1: it I depends think on like, that how big
0: the gap is between like the position of the something else.
1: Yeah,
2: exactly. And I think that also, you know, um, depending on free agency, what players have kind of shown that maybe, you know, there's reason to believe hope. You know, like for example, if the best player available is a tight end. Uh, you know, and yeah, the, a the gap note. between the tight end and let's say it let's say it's the sixth round and the best player is a tight end. But
1: we need we feel that we need to get a standbacker. Thank right, that right, much. Right.
2: Yeah, let's get that sandbacker. You know, I think we're okay on tight end. But I mean if it's if it's if it's you know, this 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 you know, if it's the seventh round, you know, I mean, you know, tight end for depth and you never know fine,
0: whatever. But
1: I think the results shown that,
0: they do go best play available at the end of the rounds. Yeah. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, and Or, or like I mean, risk, it,
0: like I'm sorry, like low risk, high reward kinda of guys, like your Colbert's, your yeah, yeah. Jameses and Exactly, exactly. And
2: let's and underestimate the fact that the Adults looked, you know, like an undrafted quarterback yesterday, you know, um, clearly had arm strength issues, um, and, you know, Tampa knew it. So, you know, I think that it's – what scares me about next week to kind of get into next week's game a little bit, kind of to wrap it up here. Um, what scares me about next week's game is uh, clearly Jameson's whips Winston hurt us with this leg. Uh, the, the I I want to say with his legs like running wise, but extending basically pulling a Russian, r-
1: r- yeah, Russell changed, uh, Russell Wilson,
2: sure. yeah. Uh, Shanahan compared him to a a younger Ben Roethlisberger, and I think that may be um, be a more appropriate analogy than straight Russell Wilson. But let's not feel it yesterday. Basically, I think you understand what I'm saying. I'm scared of Russell Wilson next week. If we had trouble with, with, you know, Jameis Winston yesterday... I mean, I, you know, we're going to have our hands full with – trust me, Russell Wilson's is on the mind now. I can still see in the NFC Championship game, Aldon Smith just clutching multiple times at Russell Wilson and somehow him getting away. I can see it burned in my image. I remember – I'm seeing one particular play right now. You know, that that, that, that that matter of fact, I think it might have been what ended up being the winning touchdown. One, I can see him like, just – Aldon Smith the
0: just
1: –
2: yeah, it's just you know, we're both Niners fans, obviously, so we know the Russell Wilson daggers that he's delivered to this team over over his career.
0: Sure. So stuff.
2: that 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 that, that kind of obviously you know has my my issues, but uh, I think that the run defense is something to remain positive. So uh, be- before we get out of here, I was going to kind of just. I was going to go ahead and, and give some game balls and then, you know, give you opportunity to. So uh, I'm going O-line. And, nice. um, I like that. I'm going o- O-line as, as players. And just because I kind of want to split it up, defense, you know, offense, defense.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and I really don't feel that anybody in particular, you know, a, a one person really deserves a game ball. I'm going to say run defense. I'm going to go ahead and just because of of 2016 watching many games at Levi Stadium of who the fuck is that running for 150 against us, you know, that year, I'm going to give it. And a lot of coaches will tell you pass game is talent. You know, are you fast? Are you quick enough? Can you, you know, run game is effort. A lot of run game is just, you know, Man, you know, I'm a man. I'm strong. I'm faster. I I will will myself to make this tackle. I'm gonna will myself to beat this block. You know, because as, as somebody who played O line, as somebody who played O line in high school, the very little I played in high school, um, oh, I'd rather as an offensive lineman, I'd rather run block fifty million times more than pass block. You know, run blocking is fun when you're offensive lineman. You know, you gotta like that mm-hmm. type of physical contact, but you're probably not you're not a person who doesn't like contact and playing offensive line in the NFL. So, you know, I'm going to give it because I think that that the, the the effort that the run defense gave yesterday showed that we didn't quit and the effort was there. And so I think that, 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 that doesn't matter when you're, you know, two and nine and, and, you know, whatever. And, you know, every excuse you can make and you know that sounds like loser talk or whatever like that, but that kind of tells me that that uh the, the the team believes in the coaching staff and or at least the direction of the of the coaching staff and and you know the quality people who enjoy playing football. And you wanna know how sometimes you know you'll see those crazy upsets like, you know Michigan or uh, Ohio State dominating Michigan. Or those crazy upsets where you're just like, this team's clearly better. Sometimes it just goes down to that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, why do I think the Raiders beat us in 2014? The Raiders were playing for Jack Del Rio and were fired up and then ready to go. The Niners had already quit on Harbaugh, essentially, you know? Yep. And that's how yep. that's how we lost to the Raiders. That we were clearly a better team. You know how do we dominate the Raiders the way we did when we're we're not a 30, 34 to three you know better than the Raiders, you know we're a better mm-hmm. team but we're not thirty four to three better than them. Well, no, it's because they quit. So I think that that, that this really before we officially gonna get out of here and I I'll let you get your game balls. I'll go let For you sure. go ahead and, and give your game balls, but I, I want to also get your opinion on this. Um, how do you
0: feel about the Kello call?
2: Oh, I, the, I
0: think of a but I'm pretty sure I, 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 the
2: way yeah, the, the the way I looked at it is I think that we can both kind of just say that that was a turning point in the game.
0: For sure. Cuz at that point, definitely home field advantage.
2: because uh, cuz let's let's look at what really that that sequence is. Is we don't get get in, which by the way, I believe Brita was in. Um Mullins was probably in, but I'm more upset about the Brita not being called in. Than the the Mullins, you know, not being called in with the with the you know that that from the what was it six inch line, you know. I but think about the momentum swing, and this is essentially what's been happening a lot with with this team this year. Except usually it's not by you know as many points as it was this week, eighteen points, you know. Yeah. But this is how it loses. We don't score, okay. We, yeah. And think about it, we're 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 essentially going in to tie that game. It's going to be yeah. thirteen thirteen, assuming that Robbie Gold doesn't have a fluke and bangs another one. But essentially, mm-hmm. we're going in. It's going to be thirteen thirteen. Game takes a totally different feel. We we not only do we get stopped, okay? So so we get stopped. They get the we kick the field goal. You know whatever. It's now you know nine to nine to thirteen. They march down the field, and 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 score. That's essentially game over. In, in hindsight, you know, didn't necessarily feel that way at the time, but in hindsight, that, yeah. that's when it was game over. My whole thing about that is is Mike Pereira, who used to be head of officiating for the NFL, goes on Gary and Larry, which is a local radio show here in the Bay Area, on KBR. Mike Pereira Mm -hmm. said that he always told officials that worry about the obvious ones. You know, the how could they miss, you know, the ones that everybody's talking about Monday morning, how could they not call that? I don't know, Michael Crabtree in the end zone at the Super Bowl. Um, Anyway, Um (laughs) Sorry, I just kind of had to kind of wow. throw that one in. But uh, so my whole thing about it, it basically looked like both of them were fighting. I thought, taking my Niner fan hat off, I thought it was honestly more OPI than mm-hmm. defensive P.I., you know DPI. But mm-hmm. um, I would have not been mad if they didn't throw OPI and just said, "Hey, that's two players fighting for the ball." So um, right. just I. Before I go ahead and, and, and let you go, um, just want to go ahead and get your opinion on that, and um, you know, your overall. The the, the, the spotlight was on Akella this week, and so I kind of wanted yeah. to get your opinion on that, and then your yeah. your game balls.
0: I th- I think I thought I thought overall once again Akella had a solid game. Uh, obviously you know there's five more there's five more games to go, and he's he's gonna have to have, kind of show himself and show his worth. But once again, we've been talking about this all season. Pin Bing Big. Him being banged up in like the first, pretty much the first quarter of the year, yeah. and obviously dealing with the other surrounding pieces that were hurt. You remember once again, Sherman missed a few games, Hart missed a few games. Obviously, Clover went on IR. Shoot, Jimmy Ward went on IR yesterday. But lack of edge right?
1: yesterday, yeah. Uh,
0: you know, I think sometimes you you might get a little exposed over that. And uh, as we know, he came out of the University of Colorado. Uh, was now he's officially had a full season under his belt, so not worried. Yeah. I hope he's gonna lock it down. Um, another point to make about yesterday, and you're totally right about and uh, in my own personal opinion. If you're down by two possessions, kind of approaching the late third, early fourth, that's when you have to start playing a little desperate, and that's when things can kind of look a little worse than they really were. But mm-hmm. the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things, we would have loved to have lost like a little like closer. Yeah, that was kind of my goal, but nobody's really talking about this, and I was bringing it up all game yesterday to other 49ers fans around me, we might have possibly and I don't wanna jinx anything, I'm just saying, with that loss yesterday, we control our own destiny for the number one overall pick, which is effing huge. So really no one's really talking about. It. I'm not sure why. And once again, I don't know if they continue to ship this. But that's huge. You control your own destiny for the number one overall yeah, yeah, pick. I mean
2: to to I'll let you go ahead and pick your game balls and then and then we'll go ahead and, and end the episode. Really but yeah. um Oh well, I'm uh, you said who? Brita and Pettis?
0: Brita and Pettis. Yep, I'll give it to the bulls. Good, good,
2: good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But uh, to the, the piggyback on what you said is the the I'm not really so as we get into the draft, um, we'll kinda lean. I'm gonna be leaning more not that I won't, you know, carry my own weight, but I'll I'll be leaning more on, on you. Uh having our yeah, discussions sure. that we've had via personal or in the group sex, you just seem to be more yeah. on the college and, and prospects than me, myself and personally, you know, so, so For I'll sure. be, and we'll be, we'll be bringing in some guests. So, you know, j- draft people and stuff like that. So,
1: but, yeah, um, cool.
2: the from where I, my vibe is kind of that I've gotten from, you know, just the very little draft stuff that's come out so far is that Nick Bosa is essentially, the consensus number one pick, like everybody's like, look, you know, Herbert, you know, the, the quarterback from Oregon is in, you know, it's a quarterback. So, you know, he's thought of to be, but essentially Bosa's thought about to be the number one pick. I think, look, I, I know I always am harping that, you know, you always want to win and things like that. But I, what I'm worried about is if Bosa's gone, we're not going to take a quarterback You know, um, I don't think that – I don't think there'll be – I'm not saying that we can't trade the second pick or or whatever, but I don't think that there's going to be the lust after the second pick this year. You know, I don't think we're going to get some – I don't think John Lynch is going to be able to commit highway robbery like he did, you know,
1: 2017. Right. So, what essentially I've gotten is
2: if if it's not Bosa, it's trade down, and the drop-off – as far as impact is, is pretty steep, not steep enough where it's like, Oh my God, horrible. But you know, you're, you're clearly not getting the best
0: player, you yeah. know? And well, so there's, there's some other edges out there and they got time to prove it. Themselves. Yeah. You know, and and that, and BS are coming up. You know, that, yeah. That yeah and, of course.
2: And to me, I mean, you know, I'm not arguing talent and I'm not arguing the decision. I probably would, but to me, the whole, you know, I'm not going to play this season and just spend the rest of the season rehabbing. Um, fine. I'm, I'm not saying that he doesn't love football or anything like that. But also, my question is just, you know, after not playing football for a year, you know, I understand he's young and, and things like that, but
0: that's got to have a little bit of impact. I'm, yeah, and, you know, and it so might be positive because he's to train with other offensive linemen and do all those kind of deals and eventually yeah, go yeah, to the yeah. combine. And Everyone I mean, I'm not saying that team he's team. not worthy of the number one pick.
1: I'm not yeah, saying that he's, he's not going to, to, to be the
0: best player in the draft.
2: Uh, in my opinion, he is too.
0: And oh, no, I Paul, think Halle it might even – his last year off at, at uh, South Carolina. The, true, I don't know.
2: true, true, true. And I think also – I think he's the number one overall pick – and I think it, it talent might not be much of a drop-off from the number one prospect versus two or whatever like that, but I think he's also the number one pick, or at least our pick, if he's available whenever we pick, just off of simply talent and need. You know, it, it, that's the perfect combination, I feel. Uh, uh, Nick Bose is a perfect combination of, I feel, our need is clearly edge rusher, and he's the best – Edge rusher slash probably best talent of available course. when we
0: pick. That's why we got to get So uh, I think that he'll be
2: that damn number one. Ex- exactly, and, and so I think that. Look, you know, you be careful. We've all seen, you know, the Ryan leaves who were supposed to be the next big thing and, and things like that. And and so you know, obviously lo- losing Ruben, you know, uh, affects draft and affects um things. I to this day, I still believe that we want to Ra- uh, Rokon Smith. And Over then essentially Chicago you know, taking Will
1: Smith.
0: I mean, maybe I not. We'll, really we'll, we'll obviously never off. know. Sure. Well, well, Fred Warner would well, be handy for me though. Yeah, hey. If we I Robert love Michael McGlinchey.
2: Very true. That's actually something that somebody brought up to me too. Hey, that's cool. You know, you want to take, uh, you know, you want to take Rocco Smith, but then do we get Fred Warner? You know, we'll, we'll, obviously that's the fun about watching sports is we'll see. You know, obviously it might have been best if we took Fred Warner. You know, that's a very possibility. Look, 15 teams are kicking themselves in the ass because they didn't take Jared Rice. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. You know, uh, Robert Kraft says, hey, everybody always says that, you know, pretty much 31 teams are, are kicking their ass because they passed on Tom Brady six times. But, you know, Robert Kraft always says, hey, if we were so smart, we wouldn't have passed on him five. You know,
1: so that's the point of the
2: draft is you never know. Obviously, you know, I guarantee you, I don't remember particularly anybody off the top of my head from Tom Brady's draft, but I guarantee you if they had to redo that draft, Tom Brady's going number one overall.
1: (laughs) I promise you, it doesn't matter
2: who came out of that draft. It doesn't matter who comes out, just – just out of the 79 draft. Did they have to redo the 79 draft? I don't particularly know anybody from the 79 draft, but if you had to redo it, I guarantee you Joe Montana's going number one overall. So, you know, it doesn't really, you know, matter. So, I I agree with you. I think, uh, before we get out of here, I I think overall it's I want the best available talent and, uh, you know, I, I think the combination of clearly fulfilling a need and you know and I think that's also on Lynch is that bad because these make these picks make football sense you know it's not something like Trent Baalke Mr. Drafting you know ACL tears and things like that it made sense why we drafted Ruben Foster it made sense why we drafted Solomon Thomas. It made sense why we drafted Joe Williams. It just didn't pan out. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so you really. Now, also, I want to say one more thing. I know I keep on saying we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. One more thing, and I'm pretty sure you're gonna want to comment, and then we'll go ahead and cut it off. Um, let's not forget about uh, Catavia Street.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: I think because. I'm not going to say he's going to be our edge rusher, our Charles Haley Alden Smith, but let's not, let's not write him off. And, I'm, and obviously we're going to draft and sign edge rushers and, and things like that. We're not edging our bet on, you know, Catavia street, you know, but let's not, let's not, let's not write off his impact. He might have an impact yet. Let's get him on the field. Let's, you know, let's get him in, on the field and, and see how he looks before we're ready just to say, you know, we don't have talent on the, you know, as or far as he rushers are concerned. Or like that. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you know, I think everybody was kind of screaming, John Lynch didn't adjust pass rush. John Lynch didn't adjust pass rush. Well, Addressing pass the pass rush as far as the job was change. concerned? You, you know, and maybe John Lynch's idea of addressing the pass rush got a red shirt year in 2018. Maybe John Lynch is going to say, hey, look, next year we'll say, okay, well, in the grand scheme of things, the way things worked out, picking Katavia Street wasn't bad, and okay, you know, now things make sense. I think... As fans, we take a one-year approach. And I think that because they're trying to build a franchise, I think it's different when you're, you know, um, Mike Nolan, and you've got to build the franchise than when you're John, uh, Jim Harbaugh, who walks into an established, a pretty talented roster that just needed better coaching. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Harbaugh well, needed to take a one one year approach, you know, because he wasn't trying to build everything. He was he, he, he was brought in because the, other, the you know Mike Singletary was fired because he wasn't getting clearly wasn't getting the, the most out, the most out of the roster. Yeah. So Harbaugh was you know so I think that people don't understand that too is we're looking at this as a one year thing, they've this is a multi year thing. And so uh-huh. they, I think also what people got to ahead and, and comments on TikTavius and go ahead and wrap us up. But um, I think that the, we, they can't take a one-year approach, and that, you know, maybe player X in maybe player X makes an uh, immediate impact right now, but less of an impact than player Y now. You see what I'm saying? You like, to, hey, signing this for the long haul, but drafting this player who isn't going to be ready for a year or two is going to make us a better, a better team in year three.
0: Exactly. You sure, know, you, sure, you, you you kind of get what I'm saying. For sure, for sure, my man. I mean, that's how it goes, and you know, the position that we were at, we were. Yeah, you do make those kind of moves. You do kind of make moves where you're like, all right, I I'm going to plant this tree that's going to take maybe three years to grow, just to ordinary random ass example instead of taking a yeah. kind of a uh, turdy little flower and I'm going to plant this one just because it's going to grow quick and it's going to be something instead of being like, you know what, well, I'm going to invest in the, uh, it's like buying a car. You know, do you want to buy a piece yeah. of shit that's maybe sputters here and there, yada, yada, or do you maybe want to save up your money a little bit, maybe make an investment, you know, for the, for the big, exactly. It, it's kind
2: of like, would you rather spend, you know, a thousand dollars getting 12 cars or twelve thousand dollars getting one car that's gonna last you longer than you know. Yeah, so yeah. we're we're using bad analogies probably right now, but uh I think people kinda get the point.
1: All uh, right, Adam.
2: Well it's it it it's been a blast as always. Um Yeah, man. That was good talking we'll about you. and that's and, what I love about it. What, right. Um we'll go ahead and we'll get at you next week. Real quick, I, I kind of wanted to float this idea at you and, and we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um, we're, I guess we, we should probably do a player to, to look, player to watch this year. Yeah. I'm kind of somebody that we're looking. So um, I'll, I'll let you go ahead and start, uh, start us off and then I'll let you go and then I'll like do mine and wrap it know? up.
0: What were you talking about, like, for Niners?
2: Just, just for the Niners. Just, just one player that you could say, hey, this is who I want to step up this week.
0: So well I I see think there's because you could you yep. could you could obviously, depending on how he does, you know, let's just say depending on where we fall in the draft, you know, there's a guy named Nikhil uh Harry or Henry, I should say, I'm sorry, out of uh Arizona State that's considered the best wide receiver uh, prospect and they're kinda of giving him some AJ Green and Julio type of comparisons of yet, so it's like I don't know, I just want to see Caddis obviously step up. Um, obviously, he had a great showing yesterday, which is why getting the game ball. I guess Ethan of Those, those are like the two guys right there. I want to, you know, Solomon. I mean, those three important guys right there. Yep, yep. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and, and get at you next week, Adam. And uh, yeah, big guy. Thanks for having me. I'll go and, ahead and, we'll and hit soon. you up in a bit. Yep, yep.
2: yep. yep. Have go nice, to guys.
0: Take care. Bye bye. Enjoy the Monday night football game. All right.
2: So, yep, yep, yep. Always. All right, y'all. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and and, and get up off of here. But uh, I'd like to appreciate everybody for listening this week. Um, My player, I mean, I'm kind of sold it. I'm looking for Solomon Thomas and and Dante Pettis as well. So we shall see you all next week. Uh, Next same bad time, same channel. Until then, face love and happiness. Go.